I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit right now about Josh Giddy because um, Josh Giddy at this moment to me, fundamentally, I feel like is in a spot where people need to take a deep breath and look at the totality of, of what he's gone through. Hmm. After his second year in the NBA, right, he played FIBA, okay? And he came pretty much straight from FIBA and into this NBA season. Now, Shea did it, and Shea's looking fine, okay? Sure. Luca did it. Luca's looking fine. You know, certain players did it, and they're looking fine. But Josh is still young, and that's it. they're not the same game. And I think that a lot of people who are Thunder fans who are questioning Josh's game, they didn't sure. pay attention to FIBA, and they don't realize the level of basketball he was playing at just a few weeks ago, really, you know? Yeah. I, I I understand when um, a player disappoints you when they start the season. Um, I get it. We've seen it happen before with um, Thunder players. Um, but if you think that Josh has been disappointing in any stretch of the imagination, then there's a ton of other, other Oklahoma City Thunder podcasts that would love to listen for you to listen to them. We believe in Josh Giddy. And then sometimes when you believe and you think that something could happen, that's great. And you, and you are putting it into existence, you go all in. And that's where Mark and I are in like Josh Giddy is the future of the Oklahoma city thunder. He is the future point guard because he is the only guy that is selfless on this basketball team. And we, all these guys are selfless, but Josh Giddy is all the time ready to pass that ball. He could have a wide open layup and he's willing to pass the ball to wide open three because he knows Isaiah Joe's going to hit that shot. You know, like he would rather get the assist than the bucket. And to me, how many guys in the NBA are like that? How many truly are saying I would rather get a cool assist than the bucket? That's Josh Kitty, man. What's up? Dollar world. Shouldn't it say a lot about the people who are questioning him about their intelligence, their basketball intelligence. I think it should. I think we should take note of those people and we should notch down our opinion of their opinion. Okay. But let's flip it, bro. I mean, we saw Shea put up 43. We see some incredible stuff from Chet. Fire, bro. Amazing efficiency. Um, we have so much to talk about. Um, but what's on your mind, bro, right now? All right. Before we get rid of Josh thing, I, I just want to throw what's this up, out huh? here. All right, guys, Josh had eight points. He had one turnover, one block, two steals, six assists, five rebounds, one of which was offensive, um, and shot four for 11 on, on the night. I get that. That's not the sexiest of stats, but it's everything else he brought to the table in that 25 minutes, guys. He is going to get back there. I want to throw out this. If it wasn't for Case and Wallace playing as well as he would has been playing, then Josh Giddy would be getting some more minutes there. But Case and Wallace has been an animal out there, man. Like Amazing. straight up animal. He had 14 points the other night. He had two assists, three rebounds, uh, one of which was offensive. He was two for three from three-point range. He was five for seven in field goal, two for two from the line. And the thing that's crazy about it is that they didn't count any of his deflections as steals, but he had so many deflections out there. It was insane, man. Like, Kaysen is all over the place. I don't know if I've ever seen a rookie guard that's six foot three that is this advanced on his in his defensive aspect. Like, not just that, but his efficient offense is mind-boggling. And I keep saying to myself, can he continue to shoot this well? I, it's so crazy, man. Like, it's so crazy. He is shooting an insane 
insane level in three-point percentage. And it's so fun to watch. How much does percentage matter to you? It's efficient, bro. Like, well, like, I mean, listen, I want, I want these guys. If you're going to take, okay, I'll throw this out here. All right. Let's look at the stats right morning. now. Chet, right? Chet had 15 points. All right. He had seven for 10, 70%. All right. That's the type of thing that I want to see if you're putting up 15 points because the new NBA is that way. So let's look at Jalen Williams, 15 points. He also, well, he shot five for 10. Okay. But he also shot four for four from the free throw line. All right. It, it, that to me is high percentage. That's that's doing something at a high level, because if you're going to be averaging 15 points and being like Jordan Poole or Steph Curry or whoever else has put up like 40 shots in the game and been like, oh, I, you know, I just broke 25. That's good with me. Like, that's not what we're looking for. Let's look at Shea's uh, percentages here. He shot on the night. He had 43 points. Incredible night for him. 12 for 13 on field, uh, free throws. But he shot 15 for 22. Efficiency is king in the NBA. Those who don't understand that yet, those that are behind that and understanding that percentages matter now. You don't want to have James Harden out there just shooting up every single shot that he gets and saying, we're good with 37%. That's not where this is at, man. We're so, so far past that. If we have guys that are averaging 40 45% and they're shooting at a very high level, right, and their shots are very good shots and we're getting them open shots, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All People right. can throw anything at us. It won't matter. We're so much more efficient. They have to take 20 more shots than us in order to get that. Oh, and speaking of 20 more shots, you know what Thanks. fired me up, man? I did some research on this whole Victor versus Let's Chet thing because it. I can't help myself. All right? I'm fucking fired up in here. Check this shit out, all right? I was like, okay, I want to know, first of all, um, you know, Victor is averaging two more points than Chet. That's about the only, like, and, and he's having, like, one more rebound. But that's pretty much it, okay? Like, here's the thing. The points is two more points. But do you know that right. Victor has shot 38 more shots this season than Chet? And yet he's only it. averaging two more points a game. And yet people are saying that it's more important that those two pull more points right there than um, uh, Chet, who is incredibly efficient. Not just efficient, but his shooting percentages are mind-boggling. 50-something, 55, 54%, field goal 55% from three-point range. It's mind-boggling. And yet, it's like, you know what? If Chet took even five more shots a game, he would be averaging 21 points a game, right? And he still wouldn't be up at, at Victor's spot. He would still be um, many shots behind Victor. So if we want to talk about efficiency and how it's king, right, that's why this Oklahoma City Thunder is so much more advanced than anybody else in the league right now because everybody's like, Victor, 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 Victor. And they're all on his cock right now, and everybody's saying, ah. And guess what? You know what's happening? Let me tell you what's happening. Efficiency is king. While everybody else is looking at the 7-4 freak, efficiency is king. Chet is going to break everything in the NBA. Look at the shiny so, little piece right here. Bam. Bam. Fucked. Got kicked in the nuts when you were looking at his hand. Sorry. Well, couldn't help so, myself. Here's here's my thing. I'm glad you did because right now I wrote it down. You know, this was before going into last night's game. But, you know, overall, Chet was is shooting about 57%. He shot better than that. So I, his average went up. Whereas Victor shooting 46%. And he shot worse than that. So his average is continuing to go down. But here's the question 
that I need an answer to. All right, all right. What in the hell would Chet have to do? Because, like, seriously, the NBA, you know, whatever, their website, it's not run by them. It's Turner Sports Element, but whatever. Like, Victor Wembanyama is even better than expected. So he's exceeded expectations. But here's what they say. There's no denying the obvious. Victor looks to be the biggest lock for Kia Rookie of the Year mm. since Carl Anthony Towns won all the votes with 130. So my question is, so Chet is that far behind Victor? Like, and what would Chet have to do to pass Victor if they've already fucking given him the award after seven or eight games? Well, I think the reality of what's going to have to happen is that we're going to have to see um, Victor play in 65 games. His usage right now is pretty much the same exact minutes as Chet. Um, Chet has never really got into that high 30s number. Um, Victor has on multiple occasions, but he's also sat the bench on multiple occasions as well. Um, so, you know, with that being said, there's a couple of games where he barely played 20 minutes and there's games they played over 30. So their minutes and average of minutes are all pretty much lock on the same. Um, where it's going to have to change is this. Chet is going to have to put up some mind-boggling statistics like um, a quadruple-double, um, um, a triple-double with blocks. You know, so he shit, has to do historic shit. Yeah, shit like that. That's going to have to be mind-boggling. Second thing he's going to have to do is he's going to have to help his team be a top-three team in the league. And he's going to have to prove that he's the best, the second-best player on the team. All things that we all know that Chet could do this season. But the reality of it is that Victor cannot play 65 games because if I've never seen the writers be so much on one side ever in my life, like ever. ever. And that's why it's, it's nothing. Check, check could have six quadruple doubles. Check could have, um, you know, break the record in block shots this year, not just for rookies, but he could break the record for block shots. And he wouldn't, and he could be defensive player of the year, and he still wouldn't be rookie of the year. And that's something that I've never seen before. That's why I have to say the only way that Chet gets rookie of the year is if if Victor doesn't play 65 games because of the new rules. And I would suggest that this is actually a good thing because while it can be very frustrating to be Chet to feel like there's literally no level I can play to that any human being has ever played at that will give me the level of credit I deserve, it should leave him hungry because there's nothing worse in life than fake goals. Mm. Like, you can have a goal of like, yeah, I want to win a championship. I'd like to win an MVP. You know, and along the ways, you know, there will be other accomplishments that go along with that. But the worst thing you can do is like, set a, a minor goal all the time and chet should understand that like winning rookie of the year was never a part of the plan yeah winning a championship was victor can have rookie of the year i'll say i'll leave it at that i i will say this i will say this now i'll say this in 10 years i'll say this in 20 years um i understand how good victor will be in this league i do i understand that victor on on the oklahoma city thunder team would be insane to watch <laughs> Okay, but if you told me that we get one, Victor or Chet, that's it. There is no exceptions. There's nothing else. We get one, Victor or Chet, without blinking and understanding that Chet is going to help us get us to the promised land, guaranteed, guaranteed, like he's that good. 
I would have a hard time saying I would pick Victor over Chet. And it's insane to me because I would rather have Chet on my team because of his mentality, the way that he handles himself, the fire that he plays with, that passion of I'm going to do whatever it takes for this team to win, right? He doesn't give a shit about being cool. He doesn't give a shit about being in the, the Madison Square Garden, looking up at the rafters and saying this place is smaller than I expected. He doesn't care about that shit. All he cares about is the ball that's in his hand, right? That's always in his hand, okay? And playing on the court. And to me, right, when your mind isn't on pussy, you're able to play harder on the game. And that's the thing about it, man. Victor will always, always be thinking about Britney Spears the rest of his life, bro. He'll never be able to get away from her. He's done. Versus Chet. Come on. Man, I just... I'm glad you said that. I've tried not to say anything about Britney for a while. I love Britney, bro. Her dancing with knives have been, that's pretty cool, bro. Glad you're paying attention to her Instagram. That's, that's encouraging. <laughs> so all I need <coughs> now, though, is for everybody to understand that this is called a media hype train. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let them have it. Let them have it. I mean, honestly, it's the equivalent of being able to give yourself a blowjob. I mean, like, good. If and we it could, makes we would. Marginally more fun, but in the end, <laughs> you're still jerking yourself off. No, absolutely, man. Like, I, I really want Chet to win Rookie of the Year because I want him to get the respect, but more so, I want him to be hungry. Um, and we all know what happens with disappointment, guys. Fire, fuel, fire. But my question to you is that would Chet be disappointed if he didn't get rookie of the year, but the Oklahoma City Thunder at least got to the second round, pushing, I don't know, game six, game seven in the second round, if not getting to the Western Conference Finals? What if you told Chet he could pick one or the other, what do you think he would pick? Team success. And that's not even a question. And for me, I think understanding that team success and individual success come hand in hand. Um, Rookie of the year is one of those rare things where a lot of times they won't actually be like, oh, you your team was bad, so we're going to penalize you, right? So, like, but most of the other awards, that they'll do that to you. If your team sucks, you're not going to get one of those awards. But I think you're right. I think not only that, but I think understanding that, like, while Chet is having, like, um, like a season that's very comparable and yeah. really every statistical line, like he's doing it within the framework of a team that have has like an upside that is really scary for the rest of the NBA. And he's doing it within the framework of an offense and a defense. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we get so excited about. And um, it's going to be a long time for, for Wemby to get to the point where he can trust his teammates as much as Chet does every single time he steps out on the court. And Coach Dagnall really trusts Chet, and that's going to take a while too. Like, I think Pop trusts him, but, like, there's a different level of, like, you know, you're going to take us where we want to go. And I'm seeing Chet start to, like, the whole team start to really believe in him in that way. Yeah. Um, I look at the way Coach trusts him. Like, that first block, he got called for a foul of the game, and then another foul very quickly. And Coach yep. was just like, we're going to run with you, Chet. Like, we're exactly. going to trust you to keep playing. And he took us really where we wanted to go. I mean, 
end to end of that game, bro, we were better than the Cavs. And the Cavs are probably at the peak of where this this iteration of them is. Yeah. And we're still on our way up. Exactly. And this man. is one of the greatest parts of where the Cavs they'll look back and be like, ah oh, man, we didn't get it done at that point. That was a sign there they probably got to tear it down. And here we are. We're giving it to them dirty. Chet's a big part of that. Blocking Jarrett Allen, who, like, if you think about it, coming into the league, the unknown of Chet. Yeah. Like, a Jarrett Allen-type player is one of those guys you would think that would give him trouble. Mm. Like, but here he is. He's clearly, I mean, not even close, a better player than Jarrett Allen. And Jarrett Allen's a fucking all-star. Or Mobley. I mean, or Mobley. And, and, and Mobley was, what, defensive player of the year last year? Yeah. It's insane, bro. It's insane. Well, We're at a new, whole new level, and I think that's where we got to look at this Oklahoma City Thunder team and get excited about. Like, there is no other team that has the the upside that we do in the next few years. Not just because we have the players right now, but we also have the assets to back that it up. We have the draft picks. We have young players in the G League learning how to play right now. Um, we have so many different aspects we can do, and that's why – I am an Oklahoma City Thunder fan for life. I don't give a shit what happens because if you look down the line, um, Stan Presti is going to be turning these draft picks into um, draft picks, more draft picks until 2030-something. So I'm happy with that, man. I got to go because I got to go pick up my wife from work. But I appreciate you guys. Got another game tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Mark says he's not going to go, not going to watch it. Um, I, I'm going to say I'm not going to watch it, but there is a possibility that I cannot sleep. So if I cannot sleep, you guys know where I'll be. Dude, you're teasing everybody. All right, man. All right, All right guys. See you later, Take everybody. it easy.